All right, this is Tim Man 20. And this is Long Ranger. And today we got a special guest with you, with us. Uh, one of the Duke boys are here. Well, guys, it's been a while. Yes, it has. We have been seeing all kinds of craziness happening in this wild, wild world today. Yes, we have. You know, we, we're going to talk about things such as uh, the recent shootings that's been occurring, the, the crazy Democrats and the, the things they keep doing, and this president who doesn't know who's actually the president anymore. Well, Lone Ranger, remember that time when the president was going up the steps? And he mastered the step of falling down? He sure did. Yes, he did. How many times are you going to stumble going up the stairs? Him was about, what, three, four, five times? I lost count about the third time. Now, I can see you coming down if you lost your footing. Mm. But going up the steps. Now, folks, it tells you right there, okay? Now, I always say, pray for your president. Pray for him that they'll make logical decisions. But the problem is, we don't have a Joe Biden of when he was with Obama as vice president. This ain't the same Joe Biden. He's either got dementia or he's got Alzheimer's. One of the two, I call it elderly abuse. Either way, I think the man was worthless then and he's worthless now. And Obama right now is, is your actual current president. I've been saying that for a long time. He's running this country to the ground. This is, whole, this is his agenda. This is his administration. It has nothing to do with Biden other than Biden being the puppet in office. That's all there is. And then you got the Clintons. It all went downhill once the Clintons got in office. We just allowed more criminals to get in office. And I, I believe in the philosophy is I'm not saying that the Republicans are the answer. That's not what I'm saying. Okay? But the simple fact of it is the problem is most certainly the Democrats. That is where the problem is, is the Democratic Party. And pushing a lot of this liberal, socialist, Marxist government that they're pushing on society, all it's doing is hurting this country, not helping anything. The job market is horrible. The Dow Jones is awful. The stock market is crashing. Your truck drivers that are at an all-time low. Your military's been cut. Your border patrol's been cut. Your law enforcement agencies are short in every field there is. The crime rate is the highest it's ever been. And almost 80 years we're in a point of inflation as high as it's been in the 50 60 years um said crime is still going up murders are going up theft is going up rape is going up you've got uh, a border that's not nowhere near in control you don't have enough agents there at the border you got illegal immigrants coming across every day by the thousands they don't have time to even think about trying to find out who's coming across the border. You got people from other countries coming across the border that are known terrorists from other countries that they're not catching. You got drugs flooding this nation. You got the highest rate of drug overdoses with young youth today. Your, your prisons are, are shutting down because they don't have enough staffing for officers to staff them. Um, just the, everything's falling apart. And there's nothing this president has done yet has been successful. You have food shortages in this country. We are no longer are energy independent. We're depending on China and we're depending on Ukraine and in the Middle East, and they're not producing our oil for us. Um, we pushed the issue with Russia uh, for a war um, just because the United Nations wanted Ukraine. So, I mean, there's so many things. The United States hasn't made any good decisions on anything. That, the withdrawal from Afghanistan was, was a mess. There's thousands of Americans still uh, over there as hostages. We're not doing anything about that. And then the only time that the Democrats get on TV or want anything is when it's a problem as far as a gun shooting or anything. And the first thing they're looking for is a white male heterosexual. That's a conservative. And when they don't have that as an issue, then they'll say, well, it's just... People having guns and the guns are killing people. No, some morons with the gun because the gun cannot kill a person. Uh, it, it, it comes down to uh, having mental evaluations on these people, and they're not doing that. So, you know, I blame that again on the Democratic Party. 
And see, folks, you know, in light of what took place at Rob Elementary down in Valley, Texas, you know, we mourn for the families and the parents. You know, it wasn't right for what Salvador Ramos did, you know, and you, it's just, it's not right that the fact that little angels had to lose their lives to a crazy individual, all because he was, he was having issues, you know. Now, here the thing is, you know, what happens and takes place after that, they want to start pushing gun control. Alright, just like Governor Abbott said, you know, you you could go ahead and you could ban AR-15s. Okay, they are semi-automatic rifles. They are not full-fledged auto they're not full-fledged assault weapons like the military has. They're semi-automatic. Okay? If you try to change them to to an automatic, that is against the law, and you go to jail. Now, like Governor Abbott said, we could enact the toughest, strictest gun laws in Texas or across America. It's not going to do any good. Like he said, you have Chicago. Chicago has one of the toughest gun laws to the state in America. And look what's going on. You have drive-bys, little kids getting shot every day in drive-bys with these gangs, these criminals getting hold of guns. I don't care how strict, how tough you make these laws. It's not going to stop a crazy person or a person that's just criminally insane to get a gun and do what they need to do. Right, because they're all trying to, you know, it's about themselves. They're, they're, they're what they want to have, and it's, it's held at everyone else. So, now, what we do have, people don't understand this. Okay, when you, if you're down here in Texas, you go to, you go to academy or you go to any type of gun store, sporting goods store to buy a gun, okay? They're not just going to straight up sell you that gun. You have to go what's, you have to go through what's called a background check and you have to pass that background check and they go through all, they go through your whole history, okay? Now, if you're, if you're a person that you went to prison and let's say the judge ordered you that you can't buy any weapons, you have to stay away from weapons. That will be on your record and it will pop up and you will not be able to buy a gun of any sorts. Okay? Now, we there's already background checks implemented in place. Now you have people want to say, well, Australia, you know, when whenever they had a mass shooting, they they automatically banned guns. But look at Australia right now with the COVID. Look at what they're doing to their people. Their people are riding in the streets because their COVID laws are so strict it's not funny. And you've had you've had the laws over there, you know, beating these people up, um, coming in with water tanks, spraying them down with with big water hoses. You know, yes, you've got places like Scotland. Scotland had a had a had a uh, they had a school shooting a long time ago. They took away guns, but the problem is, okay, you you can take away guns all day. And make people happy, but that's not going to stop an insane person or a criminal person from trying to hurt somebody. You still have weapons. You have a knife. You have your hands. You have your body. You have a vehicle. You have what, rocks. You have rocks. What's going to stop somebody from getting inside of a car or a truck or a bus and running people over? Exactly. You know, and you know, when you start reading like in things like in the Bible, David kills Goliath with a rock. Cain kills Abel with a rock. So, you know, what, people are not smart enough to get a slingshot and a rock? You know, it's, it's just use common sense. It's, the rock is not the one killing you. It's the moron with the rock. Okay? Yes. The rock is an animate object. It's going to stay an animate object until someone picks it up and use it for the intent to cause harm to someone else. And, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, when you go to a gun store or any type of sporting goods store, they have the right to refuse the sale of a, of a firearms to you if they think that you look suspicious or if they think that you're showing signs of mental illness. They, and they will not sell you a gun. Well, see, it all gets back to, when you talk about the COVID thing, you know, let's, let's hit that for a second. You close down all these schools. You close down a lot of the jobs and you're, you're hurting your economy. You're, you're, you're hurting the, the market. And so people are trying to struggle just to try to get by to pay their bills. The government wants to send these little small little checks out to, you know, assist the, the, the general public. 
But overall, what about small businesses? Well, they got shut down because they depend on customers. They depend on the, that market, that, that constant flow of cash coming in so they can pay their taxes, so they can keep their lights on. Because you think, you think the banks are going to wait for a payment? You think the government's going to? No, they're not going to wait. They, they're going to make you sell your, your items, and they're going to buy it at a cheaper cost, you know, because they can. So to me, it's like theft. The government's actually stealing from the people overall. So now you got the school system down. you got these kids locked up in their homes, basically like they committed a crime or did something, whatever. There, there, there's this dead time after a certain, long, a certain amount of time. You can't see your friends. You can, you can do a computer chat. You can maybe talk to them on the phone. Maybe try to learn your penmanship and write. But after a while, that's going to get old. So these kids, these idle minds, you know, it talks about in the Bible, idle minds will, will get into mischief or do things. And when they feel like there's this, this self loss or their self worth is like, it's not there. They don't have anything positive. There's no, no nothing they can do for self esteem. There's no friends around. You know, they start contemplating things and they start, you know, feeling like they're, they're, they're worthlessness or whatever right. it may have you. They start doing things that they wouldn't normally do under normal circumstances because we're not allowing normal circumstances. This whole COVID thing's been blown way out of proportion. Yes, people are going to get sick and their people are going to die. That, I know that sounds cold and cruel and harsh, but you're causing more harm shutting down your government, shutting down your education system, and shutting down your people who have an opportunity to have a basic life and live and get out and provide for the family. When you have that much hostility, when you have that much that, that self-worthlessness going on within you, nothing can happen but chaos. That's all that's gonna happen. So then you got these kids going out there committing suicide or overdoses. They get all these drugs coming in from the border. They're flooding the, they're flooding the streets and they start taking things to get their mind off a situation or you know, feel better about the situation or whatever it may be, they think it's going to relieve or, or, or solve some type of situation in their life, and it does nothing but take their lives. Because a lot of these drugs come in or laced up with all kinds of other different chemicals these days, even more so than what it was before, and it's, it's, it's causing more of a reaction with the chemicals in your body, and it ends up killing a lot of these young people trying to take these drugs today. Okay. Yes, folks, and, and one thing that I want to note, you know, you know, folks, if you have kids, you know, especially that are teenagers, you need to, you need to, and this is a problem today all over the world. You've got parents that they're not involved in their kids' lives like they, like we once were, you know, back in the older days. In the older generation, the parents were involved with their kids. You know, they did things together. They knew what the kids were doing and they knew how their kids were feeling. Parents, get involved in your kids' lives. Watch them, okay? If they're having issues, ask them what's going on. Get to the root of the problem. Because if you have a child that has so much rage and anger pent up, okay, it won't be long before they decide to take that anger out on somebody else. Well, not just that. They can get you know attention from someone else outside of you, not knowing what's going on, and who's to say the attention they're getting is going to be something positive. Yeah. So if you're not involved in their life, you can guarantee somebody is. They're going somewhere else, and let's say they end up with a bad crowd. They they get involved in drugs and all that and all that garbage. Or worse yet, they get involved with people in the Democratic Party. So. Well, <laughs> but but point but point in case though, things like this you know, can be prevented, you know, and, and not just kids, you know, if if you know somebody, if you have a friend or somebody, you know, that, that you know that has issues, check up on them, make sure they're okay, ask them how they're doing, ask them are they getting help, are they taking medicine, what are they doing to, to help their current situation, you know, when you have somebody that, uh, oh, I don't need help, you know, oh, I got this, no, that's, that's a lie, they're just too scared to go get help. So, seeing how we're here, we're talking about the subject, and we got this special guest named Luke Duke is here to see us. So, we're going to get a few words from Mr. Duke and see what he has to say. 
right, fellas. This is some crazy stuff going on. I sure appreciate y'all letting me be here tonight. And I don't know what these, this legislature is doing and this government doing here. And we've had these past shootings uh, in 2019, 2021, and they were supposed to tighten up on the guns. Five to six months later, they loosened and they started forgetting about it, and they let it slip back in the cracks again. You know, it's just a shame. You know, people with felonies, mental issues. You know, if you've been picked up four years before you do the shooting, talking about you're going to do a shooting, you should never been open. That should have been a red flag right there. You know, that should have been a big red flag. You should have been watched. You should have been sent to some kind of a treatment. can't say it any better than that you know I mean it, 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 it takes a lot for a young person <clears throat> to be filled with that kind of anger or something going on with them and you know it's got to be some type of mental disorder or something mentally they're going through that's that's causing this infliction upon them to go out and shoot a bunch of seven eight year old six year old little kids uh, that you know for most part are clueless and, and probably try to run into the bullet to catch it you know, I don't know, but the thing of it is, is this, it shouldn't have never happened in the first place. And with that being said, you know, it comes down to the whole a mental evaluation. There should be some type of check, something going on. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be guns. I'm all for guns. I support guns. People should have the right to protect their home, their family, and their property, and their own personal lives. So I'm for that. But just because you can get a gun, okay, it doesn't mean all people should have guns. Some people are scared of guns. Some, and they, they, they don't have no business with a gun until they are able to handle or, or have a working knowledge of it to get over those fears. Some people just, you know, they don't have the mental capacity to even have a thought to have a gun. Uh, they they probably injured themselves uh, or anyone else around them because you know they just don't have that ability to to have that kind of responsibility and if you're a parent and you're you have a gun you have a teenager or some young kids or whatever be responsible put your guns up lock them up put them in a safe you know keep your ammunition separate from your firearms and, and lock them up somewhere else separate you know um, because these kids, kids are, are, are stupid, you know, they, they, they're curious, they, they want to see, they want to get into, you know, that they don't know no better, or they do know better, but they're still curious, so they want to see what mom or dad or big brother or, or uncle or aunt, what they have, so they're going to look and, and, and mess with these items that they know they probably shouldn't be. But they're going to do it anyways because they know you have it. And it's like that old saying goes, you know, curiosity kills the cat. Right, and that's a, this, is, this is a hard lesson to learn, you know, especially when you're talking about one of your own kids or someone that's close to you that's done lost one of their children. And, folks, if you have, you know, like I said, we're, we support weapons. You know, we're all for having guns for home defense or, or if you just like, like to go hunting. You know, for food and stuff. I mean, you know, main thing is is knowing gun safety, and always making sure that your guns stay locked up, and that your guns are not loaded, right? And that right. your bullets are kept separate from your firearm. Okay, and don't let your kids know the passcode to your safe or where the key is. Don't let them know. And, and if you're gonna have your kids messing with your guns, teach them about gun safety. Teach them about how to handle a firearm and make sure that it's not loaded and make sure to teach them that they're never to dry fire a gun because you never know, even though you check that gun so many times to make sure it's not loaded, it could be. 
Just right. never take that chance. Teach and, them gun safety. And, and one of the other important things to teach them with long live gun safety is, you know, make sure you tell your kids not to point that gun at nobody. Nope. Loaded or unloaded. You know, that gun should never be pointed at anybody for any reason. It should always be pointed down to the ground? Well, in an angle. In an angle. Right. Yeah. So, I know we talked about the gun situation. We talked a little bit about the shooting situation. And, you know, it, to me, a lot of this, these issues that we're dealing with are really boils down to the people in the political office. It, we got such poor leadership, and we got the Democratic Party over everything. And nothing's been normal in any aspect, has been running halfway normal in any aspect in this country since the Democrats have been in office. So you figure people will be wising up just a little bit and say, wait a second, with the inflation being what it is, the stock market being what it is, the economy being what it is, the, the high cost on, on lumber, fuel, oil, to buy a vehicle, you might as well just live in a damn thing because vehicles are now are starting to become more expensive than a home. You know, and that's even if you get an economical car. The same car, say you go out and buy a Nissan five years ago, a brand new Nissan, you might be paying $22,000. That same $22,000 five years ago, you're paying about $48,000 for that Nissan. You almost doubled. To get a mid-sized truck now, you're going to pay at least $85,000. Yeah, folks, you know, you look at inflation and gas prices. You know, gas is always going up and down, up and down, up and down. You know, a lot of times, you know, you notice when it comes about election year, gas will always go back down just to get people buttered up because they're thinking, oh, you know, it's election year. It should make you feel good. Inflation. Inflation has always gone up. It's always gone up. But the problem is, when inflation goes up, they raise up the cost of living. Now, raise up the cost of living, you think, oh, great, now we're making more money per hour. No. You're still making the same because you've got inflation that is equaled out with the cost of living. So you're paying the same as you was before. Right. Actually, right now, you're paying more. Yes, you are paying more. Because the inflation and the stock market being so badly... You know, you have to right now, uh, uh, just a regular person with a decent job to have make a good living, you have to bring home yourself close to $5,000 a month. You do. So then your partner has to, has, has to come close to what you're bringing home. Yep. So between the two of you, you got to at least equal close to eight to $10,000 every month. Every month. And a lot of people can't do that. You know, the, the, either because of education or just where they live or family issues or several things could fall into place here. But most people can't not do that. And this is unrealistic. And what the, Democrat, the Democrats have done to this country is, is so asinine. You know, it's kind of like they've done everything they could to destroy this nation as, to the best of their ability. And when you got quacks like Bernie Sanders, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Nancy Pelosi's out of her damn mind. Schumer is another maniac. Bernie Sanders, oh my God, why is he in office? I have no idea. And how many times is Nancy Pelosi drunk on stage giving a speech? Oh yeah, and then AOC. Oh, let's not talk about that one. Now. This woman thinks everybody's in love with her. She's she's trying to get married to a guy who looks like. I, man, it, he, he looks like he's totally lost. This guy looks like he's stupid seven days a week. And, you know, her, her thing was is that she didn't really care care for white men, you know, because they're angry. This guy is whiter than a sheet, you know, and, and <laughs> he even sticks out with his red head and, and red beard even more so. And he looks as goofy as hell. Okay, I, I don't know who she's trying to impress, but the girl isn't all that in a bag of chips. She's okay, but you know what? She ain't all that. Well, the old expression goes, 
dumber than a doornail that yeah. that fits her to a T. Uh, uh. Now, folks, you know, talking about gas prices and everything right now, I just got to the trucking industry, okay? I did a career change, and I'm gonna let y'all know something, okay? You need to understand one thing about your truck drivers. They are the heartbeat of America. If it wasn't for your truck drivers, you wouldn't have to get on merchandise, your groceries and all that stuff inside the Walmart, Target, Targets, your General Dollars, you know, your Piggly Wigglies and all that stuff, okay? You know, pray for your truck drivers. Be respectful to them on the road. You know, be courteous. Remember that a truck driver has been driving long hours, retired, you know, they've got to hurry up, get that freight from here to there. And also remember the fact that right now diesel is so high, okay? So, just a while back, we had took a tractor and we went and filled it up and it was just at a half a tank and mind you eight you know tractors run off uh, two diesel tanks but they don't run separately they run together okay so they're full for both tanks at the same time so this tractor was at a half a tank it cost about 500 five about 598 598 dollars to fill those two tanks all the way up from half a tank now if those tanks were close to empty, it would cost close to a thousand, a little over a thousand dollars. Let that sink in on how much diesel costs right now and how it, it's affecting these truck drivers, especially these truck drivers that are owner operators that have to pay their own fuel. And you know what's even sadder? The, the reason for the big reason for the shortage in truck drivers is because our government, Joe Biden, uh, smart man that's in office. Decided that you know these truck drivers don't need to drive unless they get the coronavirus test. You know they're going to take it and they're going to get the shots. He he basically said you're going to get it or you're unemployed. Okay, we ended up losing thousands and thousands of truck drivers because the government is trying to force people to take some shot that clearly is not working. There are people who get these shots and the booster shots and extra shots and and they still get the damn virus. The government has no idea. This this Fauci guy is clueless. And he should not be up there, you know, giving medical advice. And he's part of the reason why we got the virus in the first damn place. Well, you know, in talking about Fauci, he's already said that if uh, Trump becomes president again, he's out. Well, that's fine. I mean, he, he needs to leave anyways. He, the man does not know what he's talking about. You know, and you want to talk about this virus. You know, everything here in America comes from where? China. Where the virus come from? Made in China. Yeah, and they say by saying it's a Chinese disease, it's discriminatory. I don't see how. You know, when we, we talk about certain flu strands and where they come from, was that being discriminative? I don't think so. Folks, you look at China, okay? Anytime you see China on the news, you see the people over there, they're always wearing a mask since, since I was knee high to a grasshopper. They're always wearing a mask, medical mask. Now, China always has some type of, of virus or something going on. Folks, you know China's probably the most populated country besides Russia in the world, okay? Now. I think it is the largest population country. I, I believe it is, Russia's second now. Now, how does China deal with population control? Okay, they only allow the families to have what one child, one child, and they prefer them to be a boy. They prefer, but see, here's here's the thing: in China, if you have more than one, then you got to pay the government for the extra child. Right? If you can adopt your child out to like a grandparent or a parent or whatever uh, of that child. And that could save you from having to pay extra. But, you know, how many of their kids are going to have kids? And, you know, they can't all give them to grandparents or a parent or whatever. Man, I think they're going to have to, you know, what do they call it? They, they neutralize or something, you know, where they can't have you know, any more kids or something. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but, you know, who's saying that might not happen to this country? I mean, look at what they're doing with the abortion situation. You know, they're, they're trying to push a situation that really 
to me is a violation of a federal law. Okay, there's, there's nothing legal about having an abortion. To me, that's that's murder in itself. You know, I mean, when does life actually occur? You know, they, they like to say that the uh that a baby's just a fetus, you know, when they're first born, that they don't have a heartbeat, they don't have a brain. Well, I'm sorry to say, but it's been proven fact that after six weeks, a baby has a brain. Well, I always look at it, if you take a seed and you plant it in the ground, okay, in three days, that seed already grows roots into the soil. Yes. In three days. Okay, so if you can do the same thing, and I know this seems like it's a little out there, but this is the way my mind works. If you plant your seed into the woman, you got to figure in three days or so, two to three days, life has already occurred. You know what I'm saying? It may not be the life like we know, but it's still life in itself, and you have to begin somewhere. So, to me, I look at it as murder. It is murder straightforward. And see, the Bible talks about, it specifically talks about, those who shed the blood of the innocent. What is more innocent than a child in the womb? There's nothing more innocent than that. And women, I cannot stress this enough, okay? Especially young women. If you're not ready to have a child or you feel like that, you know, your current situation would prevent you from taking care of a child, I can understand it. But at the same time, don't go out there and murder that innocent baby. You know, if you're able to have children, you need to understand something. There, there's a lot of women out here that can't that can't have children, that can't give birth. Okay, that's their anatomy's just all jacked up. Okay, do the right thing, have that baby. Okay, if you don't want that baby, give it up for adoption. Yes, I understand that a lot of times, you know, the babies don't always get put in the greatest greatest homes in the world. But I'm telling you right now. It's a better option instead of murdering that innocent child because you never know that that innocent child that you're murdering, they could be the next Einstein. They could be the next Absolutely. Nobel Peace Prize. They could be the next smartest person in the world that could come up with a cure for AIDS. You right. just never know. You're killing, and you're killing God's creation. And you're killing the future too. You know, just give that child an opportunity in life. You know, you had an opportunity in life, and maybe yours didn't work out the way you had planned. So maybe maybe your child could have that opportunity to do something that you didn't do. Maybe they can get something back on track. Give them an opportunity to have a good home or a good family. You know, uh, you know your situation might be dire straight. You know, put them in a better opportunity to have that chance in life. Yeah, allow, allow that innocent baby to have a chance to at least have a chance of life and experience life. Yes, we know this world is not perfect and never has been, okay? But the thing is, you know, and it's, and it's like it's like the past in history, okay? And it's like with all the monuments. When you go destroying monuments, you go destroying all these things in the past, you're destroying a reminder of what not to do. Right, right. And see, the you know, Democrats, the, the, the left-wing liberal Democrats, socialist, Marxist people are clueless on this. You don't, when you start taking history away, you start wiping it out, you know, people are going to go back and they're going to repeat the same things. History is something you learn. And this is what I get upset with a lot of people in the black society. They, they live in, in the past. They live in the past and go 150, 180 years ago when they were enslaved in the United States, okay? Well, it wasn't just white people that enslaved black people. Every nation and every race has been enslaved at one time or another. That's something you might want to read upon. Have that opportunity. You'll see whites were enslaved at one time. The Jews Asians were, were enslaved at one time. The Jews were enslaved by the Egyptians. Well, that's not actually uh, accurate. But, you know, either way, every every race, every, every sex, every nationality has been enslaved at one, one time or another yes. in history. That's just the way it is. The blacks are no special than anyone else. They have been enslaved. The Asians have been enslaved. 
the Polynesians have been enslaved, whites have been enslaved, so everybody's been enslaved, even women have been enslaved. Whether you want to believe that or not, that's just the facts of life. That's what we call history. Now we improve on ourselves in history by learning from those things to be better people. And to not repeat the history of what happened in the past. Right, but once you start erasing history, okay, then it never existed. These people won't know 300 years from now, the things you erase today, they won't have at their disposal. That is, that's gone. These young children need to know you know, that's why it upsets me. Okay, you're removing all these con con Confederate statues and you want to remove the Ten Commandments from the courthouses and the Bible and everything. But here's, here's the thing, folks. You know, when you look at the Confederate statue, it's not really there to honor that person that was in the Confederate Army. It's really more of history. And when you look at it, it should be a reminder of how the past was so to, to where that way, the, the future generation can better themselves to not repeat of what happened in the past. Let me tell you something, okay? Slavery has gone on since the dawn of time, and you have slavery that goes on right now with sex trafficking. I cannot tell you how many innocent boys and girls or innocent adults that, that are pushing to sex trafficking. That is slavery. Right. Okay? And you talk about the Chinese over the Uyghurs over there in China. You know, and, and here's some other things you got to look at. A Confederate soldier wasn't fighting for slavery. Okay? They were fighting for the home. They were fighting for their way of life. They could give a rat's ass about slavery. Okay? Confe people in the South, most of them didn't have slaves. You know, they were fighting for their way of life. And the Civil War wasn't fought because of slavery. It That was never an issue. Let's think about this. Jefferson Davis, who was a president in the South, he never owned a slave. Robert Lee, who was a general of the South, did not own a slave. Let's look at the Union. Abraham Lincoln, who was a president of the North, he had slaves. Robert, uh, no, 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 Julius S. Grant, I'm sorry, who was a general in the North. He had slaves. Now, they didn't technically call them slaves. They called them, they called them servants, but it was still the same thing. Right. They, they, they were slaves. They weren't being paid for their work or services. They, that, to me, they were slaves. But it's, it's looked down upon as the South had slaves. They had all these slaves. These Southern soldiers had slaves. That's just historically incorrect. That's un, unfactual. And I mean, at, and at one point in time, if y'all remember the movie Braveheart, you know, when when they talk about uh, William Wallace, you know, the Scottish and the English fought each other. Well, you know, at the time, uh, you had your monarchy and everything was ran by the king and the queen, uh, you know, in the uh, United Kingdom at the time. And they, they were fighting the Scottish and they had a lot of the Scottish people in slavery. They had them in slavery. They had them, you know, working as servants for them. And did they pay them anything? No, they looked down upon them. They raped the women, okay? These are the same people, the same color, that were raping the women, killing the men because they were trying to uh, rise up against them, okay? It ain't just one color. Every color, every creed, nationality has been enslaved at one point in time in their life. And you know, and it's a sad fact that you still have slavery that goes on in some of these countries. You still have, that goes on in Africa. You have countries in Africa that their own people, they go, uh, the military goes in and they go in and they rape the women. They kill the kids, you know, they, they kill the men. You know, for what? Because they're, they're crazy, they're crazy people. Right, and you know, in ancient Greece, they did the same thing. You know, the Spartans would enslave the Athenians. These are Greeks, Greeks fighting Greeks. They were known as city-states at that time, but because they were city-states, even though they were Greek, you know, and a lot of the politics was actually the same, you know, they still enslaved uh, their, pe their other people that were still Greeks. Yeah, Ro just... Romans had slaves. They, uh, you know, you look at the Colosseums, how they used to have uh, the fightings that went on in the Colosseums, you know. I mean, a lot of those, a lot of those guys that were dressed up in armor, they were slaves.
That's correct. They were slaves. They had to fight. If if they didn't fight, they were killed. That's right. And they had five years they had to fight in the gladiatorial fights. Yes. Before they even were able to to receive their freedom. A lot of times their families, wife and kids, were killed in front of them and forced to fight. Right. Or they had to join the services of the Roman Empire and become, uh, uh, was it, uh, auxiliary Romans. Yes. Right. And they had to serve 20 years. That's where the whole 20 years this whole retirement thing came in but ancient Rome. Getting off that subject, folks, and I want to go back to, uh, you know, what happened to Valdi. It's very sad. Um, you know, like I said, my, my heart is out there for those families. You know, it, it's not right. And, and you know, it's like uh, I don't have children, but I, I, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to lose children. You know, I, 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 could, I could never imagine. And especially a, a young child at that. And, you know, it doesn't matter whether, you know, a young child or, or hot teenagers, it's, it's all the same. But I do want to talk about the fact how, you know, Governor uh, Abbott, you know, he was giving a press conference. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, um, your Democratic candidate for, for the governorship, uh, Beto O'Rourke, comes in, storms, storms in out of nowhere, demanding that Governor Abbott takes affirmative action on gun control. Well, I'm sorry. Beto O'Rourke does not care about your feelings about what goes on. He cares about getting the votes, okay? That was just a publicity and political stunt. He doesn't care, okay? He does not give a flip about what went on. All he cares about is if he can get votes. That's all he cares about. Right. And I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you right now, even if he did become governor of Texas, you really think he's going to do anything about gun control? No, he's not going to do flip about it. He does not care. Like, like, like Governor Greg Abbott said, you can enact. And it's not. He said, like, he said, it's not that we don't care. It's not that you know we wouldn't push for for harder for harder gun laws. It's the fact that you can have the hardest gun laws in the world. It's not going to stop people from getting a gun. Okay, it's like prohibition. When when you had the prohibition era of the twenties, thirties, and all that. Did it stop those people from getting alcohol and having uh, ha- having underground bars and stuff? Did it stop people from from making moonshine? No. All it did was it, it, it amped them up even more to go out and get alcohol and get drunk. It amp- you know it amplified moonshine, making more, you know, all that stuff. It didn't stop nothing. Well, see, here's the thing: if someone like Peter O'Rourke would try to do anything like that. All that would do is push gun sales right from the jump. As soon as he tried to do it, gun stores would not be able to hold guns at any location. Um, The demand of them would be so high, uh, they'd be going off the shelves within days. You know, ammunition and guns. And so it'd be a bigger problem in the long run. Yes. So, I mean, I think that's just stupid on his part. And I think it's really sad and it shows poor character on his behalf to use this situation for a political game. Um, that shows me, or just tells me, this individual has no business being in politics at all because he's not really trying to be understanding or sympathetic to the families and their crisis and what they're going through. Um, and just using this as a, an avenue for politics is just sad, it's uh, disheartening, and it's just pathetic. You know, if Peter O'Rourke really cared, you know, he should have went about it the right way. He should have waited till the press conference was done and over with, and he should have said, Mr. Abbott, can I speak to you? You know, can I give you my two cents about what's going on? And, you know, is, is, is there a way that we can try to come up with better ways of, of uh, you know, not necessarily taking guns away, but uh, making sure that guns don't get into the hands of the uh, people that are mentally ill and stuff like that. If he really cared, he would have waited till everything was over with, and he would have gone up to him graciously and said, "Look, man, let's work together. You know, but put all put all political political aside. Let's really work together on what we can do to try to, you know, prevent stuff like this from happening." And I'm gonna tell you right now, um, I seen on Facebook uh, a couple days ago. There is a school I want to say in Indiana. Uh, Indiana, I believe, um, they have the best defense system 
and I'm gonna tell you right now, they paid a pretty penny as a high school, and they paid about uh, up to close to four hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so what they have in their school, um, in every classroom, there is a box on the wall, and uh, it has it's a device that where if uh, if an active shooter, if an active gunman was to come to the school, the teacher, if they were to see that person, the teacher can automatically. Um, the doors locked from the inside, they're bolted shut. There's no way for that person to get in. Um, they can go automatically to the box and they can flip a switch and it automatically sends a signal to the sheriff's department letting them know, hey, there is an active shooter inside that classroom. And then it also has a, 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 a switch to where they can flip it down saying that they are okay, that their classroom is safe. And also, and throughout that school, they have cameras everywhere. So it didn't, it wouldn't matter what hallway or, or wherever classroom that shooter tried to go to, they're there on camera. And also what they have installed inside the hallways in the classrooms, they have um, these uh, smoke uh, devices where they, they come down from the ceiling and they start shooting smoke out to, to deterrent the shooter. And where they can't see. And it also wouldn't be uh, a bad idea to have, you know, some type of security staff or police officers there. Uh, you know, I, I would say a minimum of three. Yes. Um, throughout the course of the day, maybe four. Uh, have two outside and two inside. When I was going to school, we always had a security guard that patrolled the whole campus, okay? And then we always had uh, at least two or three or four um, county officers inside the school and every school had them, okay? Huh. And you know, and I will say this, it's sad, it's sad that we live in a time that we have to have this, but it's true folks, we had, you know, that's the times we live in. You didn't have these issues back in the old days, okay? You know, um, you had other issues going on that were, you know, bad at that time. But, but you weren't worried about sending your child to school. But you weren't, but you didn't have to worry about, you know, uh, you know, was your child going to come home or was he or she not? You know, you didn't have to worry about that back then. Nowadays you do. And yes, they should have armed security guards. Um, and I believe that, you know, if, if teachers feel comfortable, you know, the school district should allow the teachers to carry. Right. You know, send them, send them to... Uh, Gun control and have, gun classes. Yeah, have, have to go through training on how to properly and safely uh, operate a weapon, you know, and to be able to, if a, if an active shooter comes in, to be able to try and to stop that shooter or take them down or right. to hold them off until, you know, until the police arrive to take care of the situation. There are so many things that can be done. Yes, it costs money, but it is worth spending that money to save the lives innocent children that cannot think themselves, folks. This was like Sandy Hook back in 2012 when that first happened, or like Columbine when that happened. You know, Columbine was probably a, was probably the first, uh, uh, well, I wouldn't say probably the first, because I'm pretty sure that it's happened in Chicago numerous times with, with, uh, with gang violence and stuff. I'm sure there were probably schools that were getting shot up with gang violence and things like that going on. But, you know, Columbine was probably the biggest uh, uh, national, you know, thing at the time. Right. And, uh, yes, you know, folks, um, things do need to be done. And, but, you know, to get, to get back to that, we're, we're talking about the schools and we're talking about all this other stuff going on. But, you know, the, the thing that I would be focusing on first, right from the jump, is controlling the southern borders. You gotta start there. You gotta protect your homeland, uh, and we're not doing that. We got these illegals coming in. We got drugs flooding the, in the country. This is one of the biggest problems we have. We got people coming in with no background checks. We got people coming in that we that are known, confirmed terrorist people from other countries, not just from Mexico, sweetie. I'm talking about from everywhere. They're coming from all over the place because they can get in, okay? And they know they can get in. This is a threat to the interior of this nation. And then when you look at the inflation and the economy, like I said earlier, 
this is a recipe for disaster. And when you take away your energy resources and you completely shut them off, your oil, your gas, your coal, what do you do? Now, if you're depending on Saudi Arabia, who's, who's you know, uh, uh, with Russia, you know, as an alliance and everything, where are you going to get your fuel? You're not. And then you're depending on China for your chips, for your computers, your software, your automobiles. You're having a hard time even doing anything with that. You can't, the, the auto industry can't meet the demand. They can't. Our technology can't meet the demand because we're depending on China. If it wasn't because of Trump, and, and this is just being realistic as you can be with this right now. If it wasn't because of Trump, we would not have a lot of our medical establishments we have now. That would not have happened. This whole COVID vaccine stuff that got pushed and implemented as quick as it did, it would never would have happened. It, 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 we, we would still be in a situation uh, much worse than what we are now. We should be thankful for what that was done. But the Democrats are so adamant to try to get the man out of office because he's up in their business. And he was calling them out for what they were. And the media is even the worst. Other than the, the Democrat politicians that are in office. They're supposed to be biased. They're supposed to give us the truth. Instead, they've done nothing but deceive a lot of the voters and the vote and a lot of American people that are educated are finding out the truth outside of the media because the media is so impartial to the Democratic Party. When you got people that are multi-billionaires like Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, George Soros, Jeff Bezos, these are people that are part of the DNC committee. These are multi-billionaires. When they own stations like CBS, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, NBC, the, the Washington Herald, the New York Times, yeah, they own a lot of your, your media resources and they control the narrative on what's being put out there. So why do you think people go to Fox? Because they're hearing a different side of the story. And they're finding out or hearing things they don't hear about from ABC or CBS or MSNBC. They're finding out things that are actually going on outside of them. Then they start listening to the two and they compare those things. And they start trying, okay, I don't want to take the media for everything. So I'm going to try to look into some of this myself. And once you start putting yourself in that, that frame of mind, looking into it yourself with the media and different stories you're hearing, you'll start seeing and finding things out on your own and realize what the Democrats are doing. Then you'll start being, you'll start feeling more, um, what would be the best word for this? Uh, you'll start seeing the Democrat Party for the snakes that they really are. And again, I come back to the whole thing. The Republicans, I'm not saying are the answer. But the Democrats are the problem. That is the problem right now, or is a Democrat party. So you'd be better off not having them in office right now because they're, they're destroying you. So maybe, maybe you take a chance, start being more conservative a little bit, and you start seeing the things. When you start seeing people march on a Supreme Court justice's home, that's a problem. When you start seeing the media not saying, hey, this is illegal and the, and the federal government's not doing nothing about it because the White House is not letting them, that's a problem. When there's a leak and you know it's coming from the, the, the Democratic Party that it got out there, that's a problem. And so all these problems to me that I'm seeing that's going on as an outside looking in, I'm thinking, we are in some big trouble. Because we got this this incompetent individual as a president, we got an incompetent vice president, 
there's no country for most part has any respect for this country right now and the, the American dollar is 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 falling so quickly and it, it, it may not bounce back anytime soon we have to be smart and we have to start voting in a conservative mindset we have to start voting Republican and as some of you are might say well you know that might not be a good idea Three times we went to Democrat way where they control Senate, Congress, and House. And all three times, it's been a horrible, horrible situation for us. You know, and then when we finally voted Republican, that's when we start finding out the Democrats, what they were all about and what they were really doing. You know, the Clintons are, are just horrible people. Hillary, she, she'll probably go to prison. I'm hoping she goes to prison. She needs to be in prison or some type of mental facility because a woman's a pathological liar. Um, Obama is another one. Horrible being. And I'm, I'm, Joe Biden probably will never go to prison because he's so old and senile and probably has dementia. His mental capacity is what's going to keep him probably out. But his son, his son will probably go down. You know, folks, and that's what I always say, don't always believe, you know, don't always believe everything you see or hear. You know, think outside the box. Don't believe everything that the government tells you all the time. You know, just see, try to see things, you know, everything that you see, you know, uh, do, do, do an investigation on it, you know, investigate it. Um, and before you go out and vote for somebody, okay, I don't care if it's Republican, Democrat, or Independent, what you know check their background investigate who they are and what they've done for that political party or what they've done for their district or what like like you know um like alc i'm sorry but you know she comes from uh uh somewhere up in new york i'm not not uh, certain but you know before she got into a, a political um she was a. Uh, uh, she worked in a bar. Okay. <laughs> she was serving alcohol. All right. She has no experience whatsoever on being a politician or 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 any or on any type of you know subject that goes on with politics or or with the world issues right now. Okay. She might act like she does, but she don't. Okay. Right folks, you know, investigate these people, you know, find out who they are. Don't just vote for them because of color of their skin or, or oh, they're going to get, they say they're going to give us this and give us that. Don't fall for that. Or the religion, or their sex, or what they identify, you know, a guy saying he's a girl. It's, be realistic. If they're not qualified, they're not qualified. You know, it's just that simple. Yeah. I'm tired of hearing people saying, we need the first gay, we need the first trans. No, you need the, you need the people that are qualified, yep. be best in that position, not the first of what it. You need to get off of that, because that's not working. Uh, but you know, our time's almost up, so I'm gonna you know give the last shout out to Mr. Luke Duke and see what he has to say a little bit. Uh, all I gotta say is, you know, we need to pray for everybody. Seek God and pray for our, our politicians and our presidents and, and for our teachers and for the students and for the hardworking man and woman. You know, and like y'all was talking about, you know, uh, watch who we putting putting into places. Got to be very careful about that because it can blow up in our faces and it can make things a lot worse. You know, you want somebody that's God fearing, that's from this country, that works hard. That, that wants to do right by our sides and is going to lead the way for our future generations, for our children. You don't want no quacks up in there that's going to, kids going to come home and want to uh, be a girl or the girl want to be a boy or whatever, you know, that just ain't working. And, and we're going in the wrong direction with that. You know, like I said, we just got to keep it in the prayer, you know, and, and teach our future generations what's right. Amen. Amen. And folks, uh, before we go, I want to say, um, right now, we need to pray for this country. I'm 
folks, if you're listening.